Hello and welcome to the EDC Coaches Corner, an inside look into the Midlands' best private training facility, where we'll be discussing all things nutrition, to training and everything in between, which is what we do for our members, kind of for our members, for kind of everyone in New Zealand, which is making us the 100th and 11th top rated podcast in New Zealand. And, and as far as I'm aware, none of our members commute from New Zealand. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about our programming again, but not kind of a generic programming podcast. I'm going to be joined with Coach Kyle, and we're going to be talking specifically about this program that we're currently in called Mac and Cheese, and what kind of this next phase of the program looks like. Now we've changed the program, the programming at ETC so many times over the past. 12 months, two years, three years, four years. And I almost think we've kind of got it right. Every time I look back from programs like from 12 months ago, I'm always like, oh my God, I can't believe we used to do that. Uh, and I always kind of think that we've almost kind of nailed it in terms of what we are trying to achieve. Uh, but we're going to talk about that today. In this episode, expect to learn what has happened in the program so far. Why we've changed our last week, best week, from one week to essentially four weeks. What is kind of going on and what does the strength block even mean? So what's going to be happening within the next kind of four to five weeks? How this will vary from person to person? How do you even get strong? And of course, we're going to be finishing on a little bit of what's kind of going on at ETC, some of the upcoming events. Now, I said, I am joined by Coach Kyle. Good afternoon. Kyle, how are we? Uh, I'm fantastic, thank you, Tim. I'm uh, a little bit under the weather, as I think you've been, but I'm struggling through and, uh, yeah, doing okay. Love that you kind of, kind of contradicted yourself. You said, I'm fant... Better than I was. I'm fantastic, but I'm not very well. Actually, I'm not fantastic. You may as well have just said, I'm fantastic, but not fantastic. Okay. We're all okay. Yeah, there's been a, a lurgy going around ETC, and it's absolutely nailed all of us, except Jack. He's not in the couldn't be sunning himself. Sunning himself. Oh man, I was I was driving to work the other day and it was proper snowing. Like if you're in the UK right here, it's been proper snowing. And as I was driving to work, I was like dead angry at Jack for just being warm. It's like, oh shut up, Jack. And Jack's just like there. Not even thinking about me, just thinking about being warm. Jack's gonna come back with a tan and we He's not cold. <laughs> nah, Jack is gonna come back paler. Jack does not Jack doesn't tan. He gets more pale. It's fine. So yeah, but we're, we're going to try our best to get this podcast. And we're going to, as Kyle said before, off air, off air. We're going to try and get some golden nuggets, even though our brains are not fully functioning. But it's cool. It's cool. The most important question of the day, Kyle, what, what did you have for breakfast? Uh, I had granola with skier yogurt and some honey. Granola? I think granola's. Well, you know, you know, granola's got uranium in it. Can't say that to people because people will believe you. Uh, I think I said that that really very recently, and someone someone actually, someone actually believed me. Into that. The reason why we say granola's got uranium because uranium is the densest caloric substance in the world. It's got like eighteen billion calories per gram. The same, the same as granola. The same as granola, and that's where it comes from. Because granola, you look at granola. God, granola's great. You have like a, a serving which is like thirty grams, which no one on this planet actually has. You give yourself an actual serving of granola and it's like 700 calories. You're like, oh. Fantastic. It's so good though. It's so good. Right, Carl, let's let's talk about the program. So let's give a little bit of a review of this. Slightly, let's go back to the beginning, actually. So we usually do 
We used to do a four-week program, my goodness. Then we changed to an eight-week program. All programs have been a 12-week program, but this program is not a 12-week program. Tell me why I'm right. Uh, a very good point. Uh, yeah, this week, um, this program, I should say, has changed to a 14-week program. Um, for a very good reason. I've essentially dragged out the last few weeks of this program to include, as you rightly said earlier, a, a more specific strength block. Uh, so I'll talk about the kind of beginning of the program first. So the first six weeks of this program, I'm going to call it an accumulation block. So we started off with relatively low reps, thinking eight to 10 reps on some simple movements. I'm going to use a, a dumbbell bench press for this example. And over the first six weeks of the block, we essentially tried to add volume to that. We started with eight reps and we gradually increased up to 12 reps. So we know that an increase in the number of reps, the number of volume that you lift is a great way of promoting muscle growth. So that was the main focus of the first six weeks an accumulation of volume. So we're essentially just lifting more stuff over time. Uh, and then as we come into week seven, everything kind of changed a little bit. We started lowering the reps. We started having a little bit more emphasis on decreasing the amount of volume and alongside that an increase in the amount of load that we were lifting so the amount of weight that we were lifting goes up in a corresponding fashion to the amount of weight that we are lifting the amount of volume that we're lifting i should say and as we come towards the final four weeks of this program there's going to be much more specific emphasis on strength work so much lower reps we're thinking between six to three reps depending on the person uh, and that's going to allow us to lift a much greater weight, but we're going to be lifting much less volume in total. I know there's a lot of uh, kind of strength and conditioning terms there, but uh, essentially the, the goal is to lift more weight. As when we're looking at volume, we're reducing the volume, and volume is a turn for the amount of sets and reps that you do, like accumulatively, add on and add on. Sure. So this is how we would look. So we, we look at something called volume load, which is so if you do. 10 reps at 10 kilos your volume load would be 100 kilos yeah. and when we're looking at when we're, when we're looking through the program design we're actually going to be increasing that total volume load over time and that doesn't necessarily always mean more reps it could be so if you did five reps at 25 kilos your actual volume load would be greater than 100 even though you're doing less reps so when it comes to the strength phase our volume load might actually be more but it might be the same but it, it, it's a change in stimulus. And what do we mean by stimulus? In terms of what it feels like to, to leave a session or what it feels like during the workout. So I guess if I'm doing like a muscle building workout, for, for example, you may get that, like, that deep burning sensation, like, oh, this is really hard work. Whereas when you're doing more of a strength-based workout, you don't really feel it anywhere. It just feels heavy. Do you know what I mean? It's a, yeah, it's a different type of stimulus. I think kind of the, the first phase of this program, the muscle building phase, we'll call it, uh, it's, it's more of an emphasis on structural adaptation, so building muscle, um, and that comes from the, the increase in volume. But then as you said there, when you're lifting heavy weights, it's, it's still taxing on the muscles, but it's more taxing on your nervous system. So it creates fatigue without it necessarily being in muscles that are tired. It's your entire body that feels tired because your nervous system has had to work so hard in order to use all the muscles at the same time in the right order to be able to lift that weight. So it's a very different type of tiredness or fatigue that you get when you are lifting heavy weights. I think when you are doing like strength training, and we're going to kind of define the type 
of strength training that we do at Empowerment Training Center because we don't we don't train like absolute strength, do we? So we're going to talk about why we don't do that. But when it comes to developing strength in terms of our programming, it should be hard, right? So lifting something really heavy, as heavy as you can without compromising too much and making it potentially dangerous. But you're trying to recruit kind of as much muscle as possible and doing so is hard and stressful and that's what you mean by your nervous system so instead of like doing a bicep curl which is a um, a relatively easy movement where we're recruiting some, some of our bicep muscles when we're looking to do the heaviest we can ever do or getting close to that point the muscles like struggle and as that it's that struggle or like the brain connecting to the muscle saying i need to recruit more muscles because we actually are loads stronger than what we actually think we are and our brain acts as like a limiter to our own potential. So we're, we're loads stronger than we actually, what we're actually able to utilize in day-to-day life. And the evidence of this, like if you were to, don't do this by the way, if you put your finger in a plug socket, like your body will fly. <laughs> don't do this, Kyle. Your body will fly like six to 10 foot. But what's actually happening is it's the electrical charge that is forcing all of your muscles to contract in a single movement. And you're essentially jumping that distance. But it's, it's the electricity that's causing the contraction. Yeah, but you can't just go and jump six foot and go and go jump all, this, jump all this distance. You can't. And you hear about these stories of like, you know, like people who are trapped under cars and again, it's like they gain this inhuman strength. And it's because the brain is going, we need to try really hard to save this thing. And this kind of the, the monkey part of your brain takes over and allows you to utilize all your strength, which is kind of what separates us from, from monkeys, right? Monkeys don't look strong, but they're like 20 times stronger than humans. We'll just pick a human up. It's like, how can you do that? It's because they're part of their brain that protects them. Our, our brains are more evolved. So it's like, no, no, don't hurt yourself. That's danger. Be careful. Be, be safe. That's, we went on a bit of a tangent. I'm going to bring that back to the program. Bring it back to the program. But I'm saying, by forcing your body to, to be stronger, it allows your brain to connect more of the muscle to help it get and develop I strength. Bringing that back to how we can apply that to our programming. Over the first few weeks of the program, we're looking to try and stress the muscles to make them stronger. Over the last four weeks of this program, our strength block, we're looking to try and increase the efficiency of which we recruit those muscles. So Tim's had a a very eloquent point there about uh, being electrocuted. It causes all of your muscles to contract, which then causes you to be thrown across the room. That's a, a really efficient use of all the muscles that's allowing you to be thrown across the room. So with our strength block, what we're trying to do is teach our brain to recruit the right muscles in the right order and the right magnitude of force in order to be able to lift the weight that we have got on the bar or the dumbbell or whatever it is that we're lifting. So by lifting heavy weights, your brain is learning the most efficient pathway to use to be able to recruit the muscles in order for you to actually allow you to lift that weight. Uh, And that takes time and it takes skill because strength is actually a skill. It's something you have to learn. Regardless of how much muscle you have, there's an inherent strength behind having muscle. Being able to recruit those muscles in the right order is something that takes a little bit of time. It takes time to learn and it takes time to be able to actually learn that, that correct movement pattern as well, which is really important. You know that guy in Northampton who used to tell people, he used to advertise that he could get anyone to lift 200 kilos with two weeks of training. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to name him. We're not Jack knows who he is. And, it was, and he was like, yeah, I can get... Sign me up. I can get... Yes, yeah, sign me up. I can get anyone to lift 200 kilos within two weeks of training with me. I was like, wrong. Was he making them stick their finger in a plug? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great business model. Look how strong you are. Woo! 
no, but but it just goes against everything that you've just said. I just don't know why you, you were explaining that these things, unfortunately, like everything, take time. Some people can adapt quicker than others because, as we know, life's not fair. Some people, have, some people have to try harder because everyone's different. But, yeah, it, it takes time. And the way we've structured the program is by the time you move on to this final block, you kind of you've nailed the movement. The movement is good. It's safe. You've lifted heavy enough for a long-ish period of time and built up the volume, the volume load, the capacity, the amount of stress your body is going in. So when you hit a strength block, we want to be able to push you to maximize your potential and develop not absolute strength, but enough maximal force that you can lift within the rep range to help you get just that little bit stronger, which over time, and we move into the next program and the next program. And I always say that exercise and training is kind of like spinning plates. Like you always want to be, you always soon should focus on one thing too much. Something else gets worse. Yeah, it allows us some variation as well. So I guess to kind of summarize the, the key points there is the first six to 10 weeks, we're looking to build muscle and we're looking to increase the amount of muscle that we have within our body. And then the last four weeks, we're looking to optimize on that muscle that we have and build strength and use that newfound muscle to actually get stronger. At the end of the program, we'll move on to the next one, go back into a muscle building phase to hopefully repeat that process and over and over and over again and over several years that allows you to build muscle and get stronger in every kind of facet, which is the best thing about training. Boom. Love that. So what we, what are the main things that we've changed in this block and We've always had, you know, like a last week, be- last week, best week or a, a one week kind of strength. Our, our strength box always been like a week. Like we're going to do one week of heavy lifting or he- one week of testing, whatever it might be. But this time you've made it, you made it four weeks. So it's like four weeks of strength with, with loads of opportunities for people to try different lifts, different techniques and different things over a four week period. Can you just tell me why? Why you've changed it from four weeks to one week, Kyle? Uh, so I guess for two reasons. Uh, as I've said uh, recently, the uh, strength is a skill. Uh, and I believe it takes more than just a week of lifting heavy in order to be able to learn how to recruit those muscles and lift that heavy weight. So having four weeks allows you that longer period of time to try a weight, see how it feels. It didn't feel particularly good on that day, but the next time you come in, you might feel much better. You might feel much stronger. You might have had more sleep. So it gives you that second opportunity to try it and to learn how that weight actually feels. Because when we lift a heavy weight for the first time, it is that it feels really heavy. The second time you try it, it might not quite feel as bad, and then you just get used to lifting those more heavy weights. Uh, And the second reason is for um, a a lot of our members are women. And as we know, women go through regular cycles every month, and through certain phases of a woman's cycle, they don't feel particularly strong. They don't feel particularly great. They might not feel like they're particularly strong on that one day, Uh, whereas on other phases of their cycle, they do feel great. They've almost got superhuman strength because they get a massive increase in hormones, which allows them to lift heavier weights. So by having a four-week block, it gives all of our female members at least one or two opportunities for them to uh, capitalize on that phase of their cycle where they do feel really good, they do feel really strong, and that allows them to push on that particular week or that particular day in order to see what they can actually achieve rather than pigeonholing them into one week where they might be feeling a bit rubbish, not particularly up to it, and then potentially missing out on that opportunity to see where they're actually at in terms of their strength. Okay, great. So we're giving people more opportunity over a four-week period to try different things. Now, one of the questions that we got asked very recently is, are we going to be doing 
one rep max testing? And if not, why not? And before I let you answer, I'm just going to define what a one rep max testing is. Now, one rep max testing is kind of self-explanatory, but it's like, what is the absolute maximum load that you can lift well for one rep? That That's what a one rep max is. And I have seen on the internet, like, people are saying, like, oh, can you do your 1RM for 10 reps? And it's like, no, it's not your one rep max, because you can do 10 of them. If you can do one of them and you literally can't do two, that is your one rep max. So one rep max is a term that lots of powerlifters and bodybuilders will look at and use. Hands in the air. We have done it before. I have done it before. Personally, I've not lifted a one rep max in probably seven years because it's just, yeah, you're going to explain why. Oh, well, I can't give the answer away, haven't I? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, a give clear, the answer away. Give a clear answer to the question. No, we aren't gonna test one rep max. But why? Why, Kyle? Why are we not going to test one rep max? Please tell us. For several reasons. Uh, firstly, who cares? Uh, unless, unless you really, really care, or unless you're using it to program, which we don't, you might do as an individual. But does it really matter? You're not gonna compare it to anyone else's. Does it really matter? Um, so for that reason, no, we don't. Uh, the safety uh, concerns around one rep max testing as well um, come into play. So, for example, if we're doing a back squat, we aren't in this program, but if we were doing a back squat and we're going to do a one rep max on your back squat, for a lot of our members, that is potentially an unsafe movement. You've got a significant amount of weight on the bar. There's a high chance of failure. If you fail, firstly, do they know how to fail safely with that amount of weight on their back? They might not do. Your form generally tends to fall apart when we're lifting that significant amount of weight. Uh, the risk to reward ratio just simply isn't worth it for 99% of our members. Um, it's just not something that we would consider a, a good use of our time. Um, and most of our members, as I said, they don't really care about their absolute one rep max. Uh, it's not something that we have ever placed an emphasis on. Uh, and I don't think it should really place a huge amount of emphasis on our members. I just think yeah, there's, there's better uses of our time than one rep max testing. Now, the lowest that we will go in this program is is... Context dependent on the person, um, very much so. Some of our members will want to go as low as three rep maxes, which is much safer because if you put too much weight on the bar, you can do your first rep and be like, oh, actually, that's not going to fly for another two reps. I'm going to put that down and, and rethink the weight that I've got on the bar. You can't do that with a one rep max. If you've put too much weight on the bar and you try that first rep and you realize it's too heavy, you've already committed. There's much greater chance of you injuring yourself or getting that lift wrong if you can't bail safely. So by having three rep maxes, we've got the first and second rep to make that call. Uh, the third rep is usually where people are going to fail. So we've got a little bit of a safety barrier there. However, for most of our members, five or six reps is what the limit is going to be uh, as the lowest number of reps that we do. So it's still going to have that strength element. It's still going to get them that increase in neural adaptation, that increase in the efficiency of their muscles working, but we're working in a much safer rep range and we've got that much uh, safer kind of barrier there. So we can we can get to three reps and be like, oh, actually, this doesn't feel particularly good today. I'm going to stop there. And that's a much easier decision to make than if you are down on one rep max. So essentially, you're still going to be a badass. You're still going to be lifting as much weight as you possibly can. And that's really cool because you really shouldn't be comparing your strength to somebody else's because there's so many things even like so even something as as, as simple but something as 
that affect everyone it's just your cycle like that's going to affect or impact how much you can lift on that day how well you've slept what you've eaten that day how you're just feeling how long what what's your lever length like what do you how long your levers and are you better at some other movements than others and where does the comparison stop and i honestly i truly believe that as soon as you start comparing yourself to anyone you've already lost because you've got if you're if you are going to compare yourself to, then where does it stop well, I know someone stronger than that guy. Cool, well, I know someone stronger who's stronger than that guy. My dad's harder than your dad <laughs> type scenario. It just, and you just have to go, like, I want to do what's, what's best for me. And I love that you mentioned about this, this trade-off. Like, everything in life has a trade-off. There's, there's a risk-reward. As a coaching team, you know, we know that, none, as far as I'm aware, none of our members are competing in powerlifting. But powerlifting is, your literal sport is to pick up the heaviest possible weight for one rep and that is what you're judged on. It's an external judgment of, can you lift this weight, yes or no? Cool. That, that's nothing wrong with that, but none of, our, none of our members use that as a sport. Our members want to be strong, they want to be happy, they want to have a good relationship with themselves, they want to look good naked, they want to go and run 5K, they want to be active healthy, they want to put their socks on without being in pain, they want to be able to do a push-up, and all of these things are so important. You don't need to lift your heaviest possible weight, potentially hurt yourselves. Almost all of our, mem- all of our members have a job, uh, a partner, kids, or whatever, and other things outside of ETC. And it's like, cool, we can't, we don't want you to be injured. It's not, it's not worth the risk. It's very taxing lifting for one rep max. I think the key word is intensity. So one rep max is like the highest intensity that you can lift for. Uh, a keyword there being intensity it is intense it's it's really taxing on your body it's taxing on your joints it's taxing on your uh, musculoskeletal system your skeleton it, it's really tough to actually do and you don't want to feel wrecked for the next few days because you will do when you lift at a one rep max if you're doing a one rep max deadlift you know that you feel it for like three or four days and you'll know this from experience you do feel wrecked for the next few days most of our members have jobs to go to and kids to run after and they don't want to feel absolutely trashed and like they can't keep up for the next few days either. Yeah, I think it's important to understand when you mentioned this earlier but about how it will vary from person to person. And we need to be really, really clear on this. Like if you haven't been training for six months, a year, 18 months, like there really isn't too much point in you trying to do a three rep max to get the heaviest weight possible because you probably aren't actually strong enough to create the adaptation to truly hit your potential to get the adaptation to actually benefit you which kind of sounds a bit harsh but it's like you really have to run before walk before you can run and you will get more benefit from lifting a little bit lighter and doing a little bit more volume so six reps seven reps lifting a, a really good weight for you for a few more reps, for a few more sets, and getting better capacity, better just, because that, that, that's going to get you stronger, of course it is. Better muscle building, better technical proficiency, so moving better, and just everything better. You're going to get so much more out of it. And our job as coaches is to get you to where you want to be with because you don't know how to get there by yourself. Our job is to guide you and help you be the best version of yourself. We're not here to hold you back and say, oh no, Sandra, we don't want you doing three rep max. It's like, no, we want this. We're saying this for a reason. There isn't going to be many members who are going to test themselves for three rep max because it, it just, it isn't going to benefit you that much because you're going to get more. We want you to 
be the strongest and best version of yourself. And although you know people just want to do it to see to see where they're at, that's cool. But we have to understand that there's an education behind this process, and there you have to earn the right to be able to do these things to do it properly. Because I've done it wrongly and I've hurt myself. And even when I've done like one RM testing in 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 the past, I haven't done it properly because I just haven't been strong enough to do it the right way. And it, it's 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 inhibited my progress. I think put a positive spin on that. It's like you. You'll get more by doing higher reps. You'll get more of a benefit from that session. You'll be able to carry that strength forward. Uh, doing a one RM is, as I said, it's tough. It's hard, and I think most of our members will actually get more from lifting higher reps. Love that. I'm really excited for the strength block. I think it's it's just looking really, really good, and I'm excited for you guys to to be part of it. One of the questions I've got here is how do I how do I get strong? But I think we've kind of answered it. You've got to, you've got to like answer it. What you've got to do, guys, is put your finger in a plug socket. <laughs> yeah? Don't do that. Don't do that. Just play, Follow the program. The program's designed in a way that allows you to build strength through a, a wide range of reps. By starting at the higher reps, we're building strength in the higher rep ranges. If through the middle phase of the block, we're decreasing the reps, but we're allowing ourselves to go a little bit heavier, so we're building strength through those moderate rep ranges. And then this last four-week strength block with the lower rep ranges, which is going to allow us to build strength through those particular rep ranges as well. So we're going to cover strength across all of those different rep ranges we don't want to just pigeonhole ourselves into doing low reps or doing high reps we want to cover a broad variety of them so that we are getting stronger universally and not just in those specific ranges it also allows members who haven't been part of this program or the whole program still to do some stuff but there's no point in you doing a three rep max because you've done you've been here for two weeks and it's just kind of pointless so the program gives the coach who's leading the session, the flexibility and the control to help whoever is in front of us have the best hour of their day, regardless of what it is. Right, we're going to wrap that's lust. So we're going to round up a little bit on kind of what's happening at ETC. We've got the, the wine tasting this evening. We've got a, a couple of spaces for that. That's going to be mint. Very exciting. Wine tasting. Kyle's going to come down, drink some wine, pretend to be sophisticated. Red, white or pink. That's as far as I know. I think it's as far as I know. Did you know you can get White, red, white wine. Red, white. white wine that's made out of red, red grapes. Excuse me. No, orange wine before is that? Yeah, no, I've like, no, it's not. See, so when you peel red grapes, right, the inside of it is white. Right. Yeah. So you use the red grape to make white wine. What? Yeah, I know. Thing. Yeah. Is this the same thing as you not knowing that raisins were grapes that are dried up? Oh, I just outed you. Right. No, I. Yeah, last year, and I'm at, I, I was at a meal with loads of people who were really smart, right? And we're talking about raisins, and I honestly didn't know that raisins were actually just dried grapes. And it's, I, it, it, it's your call, literally, sun-dried grapes. It literally blew my mind. My whole life has been a lie. And everyone was like, oh, you're so funny, Tim. Can't believe you're joking that you didn't know that. I'm like, I actually didn't know that. Like, I, I don't know what, I don't know. I'm, then, I'm embarrassed, but I learned, now I know. And then everyone was like, oh, do you know what cruise are? I was like, yeah, I figured it out. I got it. Yeah. But I didn't but, know that. Uh, here's a question for you. Uh, why, do, why is there only one color of raisin? Why is there not two different colors if there's two different colors on mess? I can't cope with this, man. I've been, <laughs> I've been pulling my brain's going to explode. Yes, yeah, so we have the wine tasting this Saturday. Oh, my goodness. And we have the High Rocks F45 Cambridge event on the 2nd of April. That's going to be absolutely mint. I'm just super excited for that. Oh, it's going to be really cool. We've got the ETC versus BSC Games. We're, we're looking for some land. We're going to have like an outdoor assault course and like a bit of a sports day. It's going to be a free event. Get some people down. Hopefully, it won't be 
blooming snowing. It'll actually be nice and warm. That'll be mint. Uh, what else we got? We've got the Muscle Gate Accelerator coming soon. You know, the Fatless Accelerator. Oh, it's, it's all kicking off. It's going to be it's going to be absolutely mint. And as always, guys, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. We we were we were in two minds with us to record it because I don't know if you heard. We've both been quite poorly. And uh, I think there's some really good bits of information. So thank you. I think there's definitely some golden nuggets of knowledge and information in there. I almost bailed. I almost bailed. Carl said, let's not bail. I almost bailed. We didn't bail. Uh, please, you know, share this podcast in New Zealand. We're going to make it to under 100. Uh, let us know how you, how you thought about it. What, what do you want to learn about? What do you want to hear about? What's going on at ETC? We've got loads of, loads of kind of podcasts already pre-planned, but we'd love for you to kind of contribute. As I said, this is kind of for our members, but it has been stretching all over nationally with over 10,000 listens of all international what is it how do you say it so it sounds better internationally recognized internationally renowned no I don't know if we're renowned but we been recognized like by recognized someone has listened to it big up New Zealand I think I know who that is as well it's probably like my mate or something and yeah so yeah thanks for sharing and getting behind this podcast and getting behind us as a coaching team we really appreciate it we appreciate you hopefully you found this useful have a lovely day enjoy the strength block and we will see you soon. Peace and love. Bow, book, bow, bow. Outro.